You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. It's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. Um, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell notification so you're uh, made aware of any time we put new videos on. And we've got lots of guests coming on this week, lots of really exciting and fun guests, including today's guest. Um, technically, another international hammer um because she lives in ireland so that that's that's good enough for me um lucy it's lucy walford by the way uh she regularly writes for obviously the blind bubbles magazine and stuff like that hi lucy how are you not so bad thanks yeah um getting through and doing stuff like this to keep busy really keep busy keep interested yeah. while there's no football on that's why or well, i suppose apart from bundesliga but that's the idea of this just give everyone a chance to sort of think back of memories gone by and uh, and and talk about stuff and talk about obviously players that they want to talk about as well so you know for you lucy you know what was your what would you say sort of your earliest memories of west ham my uh, i went to school in kent yeah. so my, it was kind of difficult trying to be a West Ham fan because everyone was Man United, few Chelsea, a few Arsenal, you know, like it, it was quite difficult to be a West Ham fan. So I started off quite slowly and um, went to a couple of games and sort of got a season ticket when I was in my early teens. So that was when it really started yeah. becoming, you know, a, a proper fan. Um, earliest memories, <laughs> there should be more earliest memories. My memory is terrible. Yeah. Uh, I remember my first Premier League games and having the season tickets. I know I was at the um, FA Youth Cup final. I remember watching the players coming through from there. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like it, it, it snowballed. To, to now really yeah and it, everything sort of amalgamates into one you, you know you i don't necessarily yeah. remember the seasons very well it's like yeah. oh, you know i swear only last week val and Brahmi played for us and you know it's like you <laughs> just, you just it's sort of like everything sort of merges into one i do it based on kits oh yeah that was uh that was andy carroll's <laughs> kit that was marlon harewood's kit and stuff like that i know it's awful um that, yeah putting this team together i've used the phrase an awful lot a few years ago and brilliant. it wasn't a few years love it ago. love it love it love it and, and obviously you know early, early memories you know fa youth cup and stuff like that what would you say would be sort of your fondest 
West Ham areas, the ones that stick in your mind, maybe stuff you do with for the magazine or something like that? Well, my my absolute favourite game, I think, was the um, the playoff semi final against Ipswich yeah. in two thousand and something. Whatever it was, it was when we were one 0 down. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We were one 0 down after the first leg. Yeah, and I went to the second leg, Upton Park, and if anyone ever asked me my favourite memory, that is absolutely it. Yeah. It was. It was unforgettable. And like we were just saying about feeling like things were yesterday, if I close my eyes, I'm there again. Close your eyes. Close your eyes and Um, just hear that uh, Christian Daly speech afterwards on the pitch, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. And it all just still still makes me feel the same as it did then. (laughs) So sweet. Right. Let's crack on and go to 11 because I I know you've been agonising over this quite a lot. back and forth on Twitter DM. So, um, so as I said, you know, the idea is we try and keep it to a 442, but yeah, I don't care anymore now. Um, <laughs> the idea is also um, you have to be alive to have seen them play. Um, so we, you know, you and me, obviously we couldn't put in Bobby Moore, but we could put in Javier Margas, for example. Um, yeah, I don't know where that one's come from. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler, yeah, if he's in already. Um, and also it's your 11. So it could be whoever you want to talk about. You, you, know, you can be creative. You can pick a, a theme. You can just pick your best players or your fans' favourite players. It's up to you whatever you want to do, Lucy. So do you want to introduce what we're going to talk about for your, your 11? Yeah, I'll kick us off. I picked, uh, an ele- I did put a theme to it, and I've got an 11 that are all under six foot. Oh, brilliant. That's hey, the short answer ever, just like me. <laughs> Being under five foot and fitting in kids' training gear, um, it just seemed kind of a nice thing to put together. And it, it was a little bit of a challenge, but oh, um, yeah, there's probably there's plenty of players in there that I could have put in and I didn't. So um, oh, that's brilliant. what I went with. Love it, love it, love it. And as you said, as, as, you know, obviously you can fit into the kids' clothes, so it's, it's a lot cheaper for you, isn't it? Why not? Why not? Under it. <laughs> right, who are we going to put in goal for the for the short eleven of under six foot eleven, five eleven? In goal, I've got Jimmy Walker. Yep. Um, he just about came in. He's at five uh, eleven. I really, really liked him as a keeper, yeah. and he played in that. I, I went to the playoff final in Cardiff that yeah. he got injured in. Yeah. Um, and it was actually it was devastating. He didn't really play that many games. Like he came in as a backup. And then he forced his way in. He did really well. He had a really good relationship with the fans behind him. And we just sort of grew to really like him. And that, that playoff final where he did get injured, it, it was heartbreaking for him because yeah. just for him to finish that game would have been so lovely for that yeah. season. Um, he got a yellow card to add insult to injury. And I, I, it's one of those little things that for some reason, I just never forget watching no. Jimmy Walker get that yellow card because it was like it tugged at your heartstrings yeah so like, oh, come on come on it's like last game yeah. of the season as well and also it's the uh the the the, the widespread unnervousness when obviously he went off and you're like oh god oh no <laughs> what are we gonna do now because he Cause yeah was, he, he did it, so well for us in that period yeah he did and it was so in the balance so just to mm. I think it was the 80 where was it, it was very, was the, it was very close towards the end. Yeah, I think it was yeah, 18. It was very 18. late on. We'd only just scored and you thought, yeah. well, if anything changes here, it's going to change the whole course of next season. Yeah. 
but yeah I did I really liked him I was really fond of him so I was, I'm actually I'm glad he's under six foot because I can yeah. have him in and, and, and he seems <laughs> and as you said he seems to, uh, you know on Twitter and stuff he's, he's always really 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 open with all the fans and stuff you know Jimmy old jumping Jimmy Walker yeah he's in okay who's going to go left back then Lucy left back I've gone Aaron Cresswell um, he comes in at five foot seven so he fits the brief he's been he, he was a breath of fresh air when he came in he was really really nice to watch play live um he came in all guns blazing yeah. got his hammer of the year got in the england squad and just looked like he was going to make such a difference in positions that had been you know a little bit shaky in the years before yeah, yeah. um he it, it's unfortunate that injury has made a big difference to him because you could see him for another few years to come still mm. being a really good player but it just seems that you know injury might make a bit of a difference to him yeah. but in terms of playing he's quick he's accurate and he's just he's very pleasing to always to watch a, part of that exactly and he always puts a shift in doesn't he it's like you know he, mm. he always tries really hard and as i said when obviously when sort of Moyes came in the first time, he was he was employed, employed as sort of a left of the back back three. He was he was he was brilliant in that position, but which was a position you wouldn't think necessarily put him in. Um, but but yeah, I, I think he's he he brings a, he brings a sense of of calmness to that left side. To be honest, when yeah. other players aren't in there, um, right? Okay, we we'll put Aaron yeah, in. He makes you confident, and that's what we need yes. in a yeah. back. Exactly. It's when he's not there, you, you, you do slightly worry about that left side a little bit from a defensive perspective. Um, right, okay, yeah. we'll put Aaron in. That's great. Who are we going to have on the, the, the right-back position then, Lucy? <laughs> right-back is an interesting one. We've got Sebastian Schemmel in at right-back. He was, was my pick on my team. I, I love Schemmel. It's, it's a strange one because it, it seems like he was there an awful lot longer than he was. Yes. You know, like, um, maybe it's because of the age I was. I was quite impressionable at the time, and I just loved watching him. He was a character. You, weren't, you just weren't sure what he was going to do. And when you're watching the game in a stadium sometimes, kind of what you want. Um, you know, and I can still see him running with his really kind of bullish sort of run. Um, yeah, he, he, he made an impression at the time, and I really liked him. He, again, got Hammer of the Year, Handy, made yeah. him really good. Everyone just liked him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had he had that sort of the we're very prone to it. Second season syndrome with our players, it seems. The first season is like amazing. Like, oh my god, this guy is like a buccaneering right back. He's brilliant. He's bombing on. Second season was just like, where where the hell's he gone? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and we've got happens. a habit as fans to kind of go right. Well, you're forgotten now. But yeah. you know, if if they do come in and make an impact in that first season, with the sort of fans that we'll remember them. You know, fairly yeah. fondly as and long as it doesn't grow horrible. And these names come up quite often when we talk about these 11s, particularly sort of, I'd say, those in the, who, whose sort of main watching career was probably about 2000s onwards, or a bit early, maybe yeah. 95. He, he, he comes up quite a lot as like a, a defining sort of right back for them. So, all right, we put Seb in. So we've got Chris on one, Seb on the other. Who have we got yeah. in the centre back? So who's your first centre back then, Lucy? I've got five, under, under six foot. <laughs> you can see now why it was so difficult. Love it. Potsy. We'll put Potsy. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, like, yeah, obviously for the amount of time that he was with us and played, yes. I saw him play plenty of times. But what made him so impressionable is I, I met him um, 
late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and I think when you're that age and you meet a player, yeah. when you watch them, then you suddenly you, you watch them more intently. So I think that's the reason, I mean, that you can't deny for the amount of time he played for us, for the amount of accolades he got yes. and the amount of praise that he still gets to this day and he's still at the club. Um, you know, it, it says an awful lot. Um, he got hammer of the year twice in that time, yeah. runner up twice. I just think at five foot seven for a centre back, it would have yeah. been very, very bad of me to leave him out. Nah, exactly. Yeah, Potsy. And I, I see a lot of parallels with, with Potsy, with, with Noble in that sort of one man club. I can, you know, I mean, everyone yeah. sort of assumes when Mark hangs up his boots, he's going to stay around the club and be a coach or, yeah. or whatever. He's, he's a director of football. He's on Harry's thing the other day. So, um, but yeah, Potsy's in. Okay, who's Potsy going to partner in, in defence then? For a very similar reason that Potts is in. Joey O'Brien is also in. Yeah. I think, look, in terms of when we look back 20, 30 years time, he might be someone that we go, mm, yeah, he was all right. I don't feel like he lived up to his potential. He, he's been a good, he was a good servant and I really, really yes. liked him. Uh, and I met him at the airport, which <laughs> completely made me think he's the best guy ever because he was really, really nice. And uh, yeah, we stopped for a chat. And it turned out I was trying not to stalk him because I met him at the, you know, the security bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd just been to the Man we just played Man City away. So I was flying back to Dublin from Manchester Airport. Yeah. And in front of me, I saw this suitcase and I said, surely that's not a player getting on a flight after a game. And it was him and I ended up behind him in the queue. So uh, yeah, we had a bit of a chat. Then I was trying to avoid him because I thought he's going to think I'm weird. yeah, yeah. Uh, went in for a coffee and there he was sat behind me and I was like Joey will you leave me alone (laughs) I think it's another one of them things where you know you meet someone and then you do start watching them and saying oh yeah I like him as a guy yeah um and actually he's he played I think four seasons I think uh, yeah four seasons which is long enough to have a player there all right it tailed off a little bit and he was hampered a couple of times by injury but he was a reliable player who I would have put in any week if we needed someone yeah exactly and also because you know what coffee you drink so it's even better now <laughs> yeah because <laughs> he drinks a macchiato soya with whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. all right we'll put job in okay we've got Jerry Brian Potsy okay nice who are we gonna have in midfield let's go for left wing then Lucy go for left wing I sort of I'm not sure how I'm going to do this now because we've kind of got a bit of a four, two, three, one thing just, going. Just, just throw him in, Lucy. It's all right. Don't worry. Throw in the left wing. Yeah. I put Joe Cole on the left wing, yeah. whether he likes it or not. That's where <laughs> he's going. <laughs> I'm the kind of manager who, if, if I say you're going there, you're going there. Yeah, you're like a disciplinarian type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you wouldn't, you're not like a slav, put your arm around, be a mate. You know, you're like, stay left no. wing, Joe. No, no, no. I know he's a mate, you play. But, <laughs> How can I not put Joe Cole yeah. in? He's ever since I've started watching West Ham, he was mm. there from the beginning. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um an absolute pleasure to watch. And he's probably one of those players as well that his stats probably don't quite match how good he actually was. Yeah, agreed. Um and you know, you, you read articles about him all the time about the one of the greatest England players that never really was. He had 
massive potential. He played for huge clubs. He came back, which is probably never, it's never really worked out for many players coming no. back for a second time. It's, it's the romance around it that, that makes it nice. Yeah. But um, for the amount of, his skill was undeniable. He had great pace. You'd put him in any team, probably still today. Like if you said, yeah, right, we'll throw Joe Cole in. Yeah. Probably would. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, got his hammer of the year, was a fan favourite. And all of those, all of those big games from my early memories, he's in all of them. You know, I can see him crossing the ball. I can see him running. I can see him like, even being a captain. Yeah, of course. Captain, at yeah. such a young age. Um, he was good enough for that. And that was the year he won Hammer of the Year as well. So yeah. it speaks volumes about his character as well. Oh, definitely, definitely. And as you said, he was and, he was technically one of the most gifted players, I think, in my lifetime. Um, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, he's undeniable. I think, I think, I know what you mean about unfulfilled potential with him. I think that I think that's always it's almost like he was forced into a position, so to speak, like you're doing it now. Um <laughs> where if he was just left to just play a ten, play like a free, you know, free flowing number ten, I think we would have seen more of him rather than on the left wing, which he was for Chelsea and England. So. Right, yeah. but Joe He was fairly versatile though. You know, he did yeah. he did sit well in positions he wasn't comfortable in. No, which... exactly. No, it's a good point. But that's Joe. Yeah, that was Jeremy. And he marks a good player if they can do that. They're not just stuck in one position. That's all they can do. A true player can be versatile. So put Joe on the left. Uh, let's go for the, the right wing then, Lucy. Trevor Sinclair. Sinks, yeah. Again, he's, yeah, again, fairly versatile. Yeah. But that's where he's going for now. He comes in at five foot ten, so he fits the brief. I think if, if anyone were to ask me on the spot for a very quick answer, who is your favourite ever West Ham player? Yeah. Trevor Sinclair ranks very, very high. Because, again, because of the age I was watching it, yes. um, he's always going to be one that sticks in my head. Uh, scorer of my favourite ever goal uh, against Derby on Boxing Day. Um, comes in from a Canio corner. Yeah. Joe Pole kind of flicks it in the air, flicks it over to Sinclair. Ball doesn't touch the floor once. And I think, and again, being the age I was, I just watched that and I thought, how, yeah, yeah. how does anyone do that? Yeah. Um, he, you never came away from a game watching it live saying, oh yeah, Sinclair was all right. Or he was a bit quiet or yeah. you know, just, he made an impression on every single game. And yeah. it, whatever, I, I actually, when I was thinking of the 11, Trevor Sinclair was the first player who popped into my head and I said, I have to have him in. So whatever my theme is, exactly. Tricky Trev. And he was probably, I mean, especially when, you know, you said the time you were watching it properly, so to speak, he was obviously England international as well. So it gives you an extra level because when you're watching England, he's like, He's one of ours. Uh, and that, yeah, and that's it. you really feel the pride. And when he's your favourite player and he's playing for yeah. England. Because England, I mean, watching England years ago was probably more enjoyable than it is yes. now. Yeah. But it gave you that extra kind of oh, yeah. uh, incentive to watch it and yeah. just that extra bit of enjoyment. 
exactly and it doesn't happen too often for us you know in terms of having no. you know a player who's, who's playing regularly for the England squad I mean obviously Declan now Rob Green to some extent as well but yeah all right we'll put Trev in nice uh, let's go for the midfield then so who are we going to have midfield then Lucy okay so we've obviously got Mark Noble he yeah. just about he just about comes in at 5'11 oh surprising how could I not have an 11 without Mark Noble in? You know, he absolutely encapsulates what West Ham is. Um, he's been there for years. He'll be there for years to come. And it's very hard to see. He's, that captain's role is his own. And looking at it now, he's what he's the same age as me, roughly. Which, is, again, growing up, when I was watching him at 16, 17, I was kind of going... Wow. Look at all the look at what he's done with his life, and I'm sitting here watching him going, oh, "Well, yeah, I'm going to, you know, do something really unfulfilling tomorrow." Yeah. I think, you know, so he's he's always stuck with me. But watching now, it's very very hard to see who's gonna mm. who's gonna stand up to that. I mean, we've got players now, and we will have in the future who will be good captains. Mm. But how is every anyone going to live up to that? in history from now from now yeah it's it's a very rare thing to have that sort of one club mentality that mark's got yeah. um but yeah you know who knows who knows declan um yeah <laughs> who that's, knows? That's the thing. We cross, we're crossing fingers but we never had to do that with mark if there was no, ever you're right okay there were transfer windows where he would be mentioned and before the transfer window there was always kind of this thing of oh, i hope mark noble doesn't go anywhere yeah but he was the one player who, if he was mentioned, you're watching Sky Sports News and they yeah. say Mark Noble, and you kind of perk your ears up and you go, oh, no, please, no. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. All right, we'll put Nobes in. Good shout. Who's going to park the Nobes in the midfield then, Lucy? Oh, Parker. It was a difficult please. decision because there's a few that could I, I could have slipped Payet in there to sit behind me. Front, <laughs> but... I went with Scott Parker because if I'm thinking about players that I've watched, yeah, there is a there's a especially one seat. The season we were relegated to the championship, um, you could ask any questions about any player, and I'll go, mm, yeah, I remember. But there's no forgetting what Scott Parker did that season. No. It didn't work out. It didn't work yeah. out for the team, but he what he. I'd, I'd say he taught Mark Noble an awful lot in terms no, of how yep. to manage a team, how to talk to players. You know, we know that whenever Grant was manager, he was kind of a second manager yep. because he was the one who'd go in, he'd give the pep talks. We'd come out sometimes a different, uh, the second half, we'd come out a different team because yeah. you, you knew what had happened in that dressing room. Um, countless accolades, hammer of the year, Three times, three times, I think. three times in a row. Yeah, missed out on the PFA narrowly. Got the Football Writers Yep um, Award that season, and and all of that in a season where a club was relegated. I know is incredible. It's mental, isn't it? Absolutely mental. And it's always yeah, like and it's the sort of thing. Nick, on you can carry on, please. I was just going to say it's the sort of thing that we probably never see again as well. Mm. No, yeah, I mean, when was the last time that happened when a person, mm. yeah, a team got relegated and, and their, one of their players was, was, was 
he's football writers player of the year i mean i can see a lot of com- lot of comparisons with noble and parker as i do with noble and rice it seems it's always to me it seems that you know and some saying and we said the other day you know that talking about go back to, to nobs obviously two years ago his legs were shot it seemed and he was he was like just drifting off and then the emergence of declan rice doing all the donkey work so to speak nobs is yes. this new lease of life and i can see a same a similar parallel to to how you're saying with, with parker and noble definitely but yeah that's yeah. a nice strong midfield that is i like that right lucy let's go strikers who we got up front Oh, again, we're making these two play together whether they want to or not, and they're just <laughs> going to follow the rules. <laughs> I've put Tevez in because yeah. um, some of the, you asked me about my greatest memories, and thinking back to Upton Park, there's one where Tevez scoring his first goal, and I was up in the, um, I was up in the West End for that goal, and yeah. I very rare apart from that playoff semi-final against Ipswich I very rarely seen a celebration like that we sort of lost the whole run of ourselves didn't couldn't see what was going on there was arms there was legs it was it was fantastic and um again that season he really he defined that season not necessarily in goals or mm. even even happier like I I don't think we can say he was completely happy with the whole situation and no. how he was how he was used, but his his relationship with the fans was really interesting. Yeah, because you'd watch a player who didn't necessarily always show the right body language, but would score a goal and just loved every second of going to celebrate with fans. Yeah, um, and again, what is he? He's five foot eight, so fits in go. really nicely. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't not put him in. No, and 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 for a South American player to just get the fans is very, he's very rare. So quickly, you know, from yeah, base player. Yeah, so quickly, yeah. Um, you know, obviously he sort of resurrected the crossed irons, um, yeah. which no one sort of could. Although there were some pictures in the seventies, someone picked out where they were doing it, but no one did it for about twenty years, thirty years until Tevez came back for playing for another club, you know, so, but, um, I, was, I was at Man City when he, he came over, he was playing for Man City and I was in the way end and we just got the best kind of, um, buzz out yeah. of seeing him do that to us. And, uh, yeah, it, it felt good. And it feels like he found, um, he found fans that you really connected with, which no, we've seen throughout his career isn't necessarily what he does. No, no, it's very true. Right. Who's going to partner Tevez up front? Then Lucy, who do you think? Uh, oh, I was going to say David Speedy, but as a bit of your yeah, Dicanio. okay, Dave, Paolo, Paolo, PDC. Yeah. Um, because through throughout my lifetime, he's just one. I, you know, I know there's there's people who um, who are obviously older than me and yeah. go, yep. Canio will still be in a team that they pick because True. he gave everything. Mm. Um, and again, similar to, similarly to Tevez, he wasn't always happy. Um, but the relationship with he, ha- he had with the fans and what he wanted to do to, to help the club. And he didn't, he didn't play in easy seasons. Um, you know, there was a couple that were, were not, we had nice finishes yeah. in the Premier League, yeah. but there was a couple of seasons that were really testing. Um, and he'd go off and have a sulk, but 
he came back and he did exactly what we needed him to do. And sometimes there are players that you just go, yeah, let him do it. Because yeah. um, I, I, it was only recently, actually, I watched a video of all of his goals put together. And now that I'm older and I understand football that bit more, I watched that video and I thought, I really didn't appreciate at the time what no. a fantastic footballer he was. Because I knew he was this great character. I loved watching him play. I loved singing his name and all that. But now I watch those goals and I just think that is incredible what you could do with a football. Exactly. And I, I always refer back to the, the Arsenal game because, I, and again, I've watched those goals over and over again before. And then someone mentioned on the Arsenal, when he scored the Arsenal goal at Upton Park, and he had his shorts on backwards. And um, yeah, and I was like, that's bollocks. But actually, no, it's true. And I was like, that is so Paolo, though. It's just like little things like that. Yeah, um, yeah he was, I mean, yeah, he was, a, again, another one, similar, even more so than Tevez, just got the fans. He just connected really quickly yeah. with the fans and, and the chant. And it was, again, the stars were aligned in terms of that period with him because he had the, he had the chant, which to me just summed up that whole sort of era of, of playing yeah. in the end and that sort of you know someone mentioned the other day talking about West Ham is like well just watch that Bradford City game that basically encapsulates Di Canio as a as a as a as an organism as as an entity you know he, he has a strop <laughs> he then scores he then fights with his team he wants to get off the pitch he's mesmeric at the same time and he was just he was just a joy to watch was he? he's one of those players that you got up before he got the ball you know because you knew yeah. something was going to happen and, and yeah we went um i was at mark noble's testimonial yeah. and you could and it was it was a brilliant day and it was very very special but as soon as decanio was about to come on you could nearly feel you could feel everyone's goose pimples starting yeah. because it was it was a it was a presence and yes. even though we knew he wasn't going to do much on the pitch that day and he was going to sort of you know have a bit of a chat and whatever because it was that sort of game yeah but the the tingles of having him coming on in the testimonial was unlike anything else. Yeah, no, he's lovely. Yeah, and, he's, and he, he still has a, a, a deep-rooted affection for the club as well. He yeah. still has that, and I think people respect... And you're totally right. You know, older fans will say that, or more experienced fans will call them, not older, more experienced fans. You know, they've got Brookin and they've got Devonshire, and Decanio is still in that team, you know, and it's yeah. like, despite what, the boys of 86 did and people, you know, there still holds this sort of, this sort of universal um, appreciation for the man. But yeah. Yeah. And that makes me feel really, the fact that he is in every, in everyone's, whatever age you are, he would mm. be in there 11. That makes me feel really privileged to say that I have seen him in my lifetime. Yes, I agree. Totally. And that, concludes a very very nice despite the fact they're all like you and me they're all short asses they're actually <laughs> it's actually a good team it oh, would do a job corners do corners may be an issue i'll be honest they may be an <laughs> issue potsy and jerry might have to go on top of each other to head a ball but doesn't matter doesn't matter yeah. there's, there's a lot of heart and there's a lot of west Ham boys there's a lot of hammer of the years as well in there as well loads uh, so thanks Luz. there's a lot of work going into that i can tell i really appreciate that Good, I'm glad. Good. And, and thank you to everyone else for obviously watching. You know, like, share, subscribe, do what you want to do with it. Watch everyone else. There's loads more. Until next time, guys, take care and stay safe. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.